0: Mail gets the shotgun snap. He will throw. Looking near side. Intercepted. Cole Dillon stepped in front of it. He's going the other way. No one's got to catch him. Touchdown, Cardinal Newman. Now we're coming to your city. Touchdown, Broncos.
1: We're coming to your city. From Vero Beach to Boca Raton and out to the muck. We've got you covered all over Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. The biggest games, the most compelling stories, the area's best high
0: school sports coverage. Campbell gets the snap, rolls left, got a man wide open, Simmons
1: at the 30. No one's going to catch him. Touchdown, Paul Paul East Gardens. This is ESPN West Palm High School Game Day, presented by HSS Florida. Choose better, move better. High School Game Day on ESPN 106.3 is also presented by Kaiser University, Land Rover, Palm Beach, Trust Bridge, and the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. And we're coming to your city. Touchdown
0: John
2: Carroll. Touchdown Pahokee.
0: Touchdown Martin County. Welcome in to High School Game Day presented by HSS here on ESPN 106.3 and the free ESPN app. Cyrus Wittig and Christian Cat here with you from Olympic Heights Community High School down in Boca Raton, Florida. And tonight we make history as our fearless leader and content director Courtney Rukoff likes to say her story because for the first time ever we are on air for the pregame and the play-by-play for girls' high school football. Christian, feels pretty good to be making a little history. history here with you tonight. Exactly.
3: history indeed. First flag football game broadcasted on these airwaves. It's a whole week of history at ESPN 106.3, and what better way to fit it than in our community with some girls' flag football?
0: Spanish River takes on Olympic Heights tonight, and right now we are joined by the Spanish River Sharks head coach Drew Emler, which is very fitting because, again, Christian, you just mentioned we're making a lot of history, and Spanish River was actually pretty much the the founder, the founding school of flag football down in Palm Beach County. So, Coach, just kind of take us down memory lane, lane a little bit and walk us through the history of flag football down here in the Sunshine State and, and how Spanish River was such a big part of that.
4: Yeah, no, absolutely. And first of all, thank you for having me on and, and thank you for being here and covering girls flag football this year. Uh, so, 1998, we had an athletic, an athletic director uh, in Bill Massey at Spanish River High School. He created the first ever uh, high school girls flag football league in Florida and this was uh You know, nobody else was really doing this anywhere. Uh, And uh, it was a huge success. They had... 100 per, or I believe it was somewhere between 95 to 100 percent county participation in this league, and uh, it grew each year. And um, 2001, Bill Massey took it to uh, the FHSAA to be sanctioned as a varsity state sport, which in 2003 uh, it was officially approved and adopted. And so, just so much history with this sport. We're we're very proud of this history. Uh, you know, being here at Spanish River, and and you know, appreciative of Bill Massey and and what he's done, and and it's uh it's super exciting. We are in our 20- 26th Unity as far as uh, the history behind Spanish River flag football we have uh, former head coaches uh, Bill Massey, uh, Coach Staggs, uh, Coach Al, uh, all former head coaches of Spanish River flag football they are still uh, a part of the program and, and come around and support the players so uh, really dating back to 1998 you know we kind of still have everybody around and everybody's support and uh, you know it certainly is special for our program and our players see that and you know Certainly helps uh, helps us build this thing
0: again. Cyrus Wittig, Christian Cat with you, bringing you the first ever girls flag football game in Palm Beach County over the radio here at ESPN West Palm, and talking now with head coach of the Spanish River Flag Program, Drew Emler. And coach, it's it's kind of a crazy coincidence because you mentioned 2001. Well, two years later, March second, 2003, flag football was officially recognized by the FHSAA. So almost tw- it'll be 20 years exactly. On, or sorry, it'll be uh, yeah, twenty years exactly from the time it was it was it was made an official uh, sport. And for you as the head coach, how much you know, extra pride do you feel as the head coach of really one of again? Talk about the kind of the Mount Rushmore of of the flag football teams down here. How much pride do you take in, in being the head coach of this program? Sure.
4: Oh, so much. You know, I really appreciate the history that we have, and and uh, we're all extremely proud of it. You know, from from Bill Massey to, like I mentioned earlier, Coach Stags, Coach Horrell, Coach Al. Um, I mean, we've had some fantastic uh, people and coaches come through our program and and help build up this program, all people who I still talk to today and and guys that I rely on. So uh, uh, it does give me uh, tremendous, tremendous pride to be able to lead this program. Yeah, in
0: 2003, when the flag football was made official by the FHSAA, there were 92 teams. By 2013, there were 201 teams. Now, in 2023, there are over 325 teams. But, Coach... With the long history, you guys made more history last year, first ever Spanish River team to make it to the state semifinals. Again, brand new season, but just talk about last year's run and and how incredible that was before we, you know, turn a new page in about 45
4: minutes. (laughs) Right. Yeah, you know, I mean, we've been at this thing now for a few months trying to prepare for this season, you know, with our off-season program and our preseason conditioning and everything like that. So, um, you know, we really haven't thought much about last season, but, uh, you know, our uh, our 2022 season it holds a special spot in my heart. You know those girls put uh, a lot of time and effort uh, into uh, what we did and what we accomplished, and uh, it was certainly one of the most special seasons of Spanish River Flag Football. And we're incredibly proud of that. But um, you know we're ready to turn the page. We have our eyes looking on 2023. You know I told our team uh, first day of practice. You know I said. Everything that we did last year does not matter for this season. You know, we got to keep, you know, whoever made those plays last year for us, you know, they might not be here Mm -hmm. this year. You know, we need new players to step up. We need new players to kind of, you know, fit the mold of what we're looking for. And uh, we had a lot of girls, a lot of girls sitting on the sideline of, uh, you know, when we were at States and through our playoff run and they were watching. And now it's their opportunity to step onto the field and contribute.
0: Again, here with head coach of Spanish River flag football, Drew Emerald. Similar. Again, the Sharks went eighteen and three last season. That was a school record in terms of wins. They beat Park Vista in the two A District 12 Championship. It was their second straight district title. They beat Wellington, Seminole Ridge, and Park Vista on the way to the two A final for Coach. You talk about turning the eyes to 2023 20, and, and new playmakers, but the person who you know touches the ball every time and, and really is the, the straw that stirs the drink is coming back for you. Gianna City, your quarterback, second team, all state. Threw for almost 5,000 yards last year, 71 touchdowns. What makes her so good?
4: Uh, she's so coachable, you know. Uh, you don't have to tell her to do things multiple times. Um, she She learns quick, and, you know, she just also has a natural instinct for the game, where to place passes uh you know how to use her eyes to try and help get receivers open and uh, she has an incredible knowledge for the game you know she's never somebody who's going to go out there and throw the ball 60 yards down the field and wow you but she, when she gets onto the field and she kind of has that field general role and how she runs our offense it's it's uh pretty spectacular and uh it's something that uh something that we are so excited to have back this season
3: and for other high school sports basketball you can look in college you can look at the nba tackle football, you can look at college, you look at the NBA. Flag football still growing in other stages of the game. How big is it, and we saw in the Super Bowl commercial just uh, last month, you saw more representation for flag football on the biggest stage possible. How big is it for your program specifically to see the sport grow at that scale?
4: Yeah, I mean, what they've done—the National Football League and their involvement in flag football—they've uh, been able to get the flag football into the World Games. Uh, I know that there's tremendous uh, support right now looking into the 2028 Olympics. Uh, obviously, NAIa, the NFL, National Football League, gave a uh, grant to the NAIa schools to uh, start programs, and uh, that continues to grow each each year. So uh, it's definitely trending up. You know, we'd like to see it get into the bigger schools the NCAA adopted and kind of follow the same path as uh, like a beach volleyball where it earns emerging sports status for the NCAA and then uh, eventually works towards having their own championship which uh, you know it's coming it's it, it yeah. will get there it just uh, just it's a matter of when not if one
0: thing thinking about the NFL and I was thinking about this team the Spanish River sharks and how you guys will adjust from last year to this and kind of made me think about the Chiefs with how they lost Tyreek Hill and their deep threat and how they had to pivot and maybe do them some things differently. You guys are kind of going through the same thing with your loss of Maya Quinn, who was the number one player in the inaugural ESPN West Palm flag football top 10, 25 receiving touchdowns for you last year, 32 interceptions. I know you can't replace Maya Quinn, but how do you at least how do you at least try?
4: Yeah, Maya Quinn, tremendous player, tremendous player, fantastic career for us. Um, You know, we're obviously sad to lose her, but um, you know, like I like I said earlier, you know, we had a lot of girls uh, standing on the sideline watching us play playoff games, watching us play in the state semifinal, and you know, now it's their opportunity. A lot of girls put the work in over the summer and really committed themselves to improving their catching and improving their route running, and uh, you know, I I think that we have. uh, a few stars in the making girls who uh, will get their opportunity this year and uh, hopefully one or two uh, one or two step up into that role
3: now Maya last year Gianna presumably this year with such stars on the roster and throughout the program looking uh, outside of sports since there is not a pro flag football organization where do you draw comparisons from see hey do it like that is it just to default NFL and seeing quarterbacks and seeing skill players like that and draw comparisons that way?
4: Yeah a little bit you know there's definitely some crossover between uh, tackle football and flag football just as far as some of the fundamentals go but um, you know really what it is and I think this is kind of everywhere around the state you know we kind of look back to uh some of the dominant high school flag teams that came in the past you know I look back I know that I've learned a ton uh from uh Seminole Ridge you know 2014 2015 2016 Seminole Ridge teams coached by Austin Bowe you know one of the best coaches to do it uh, I've learned so much from him and you know we still watch Seminole Ridge game film for example you know from when uh, Coach Bo coached that team and I have that saved on my laptop and we bring it out time to time when I need to show an example of how something's done but also you know I got to give credit to uh some of the coaches who are over in Tampa, uh, you know, Robinson, Alonso, those guys. Coach uh, Matt Hernandez, Coach Josh Saunders, uh, they've helped grow the game tremendously. And uh, Coach Combs over there at Leonard. So, um, you know, we all kind of—that's what's so special about the flag community. You know, we are—it's a tight knit community. Uh, nobody's really hesitant or, or has any sort of trouble reaching out to one another for help or trying to learn new ways to do things. So, uh, I would say—I uh, would say that's kind of—that's kind of the. Uh, that's kind of the source you know we all kind of rely on each other the coaches around the state
0: well coach we know uh, your your team is relying on you so we'll let you get out of here <laughs> and and go prep pre-game but appreciate yep. the time and best of luck uh in the 2023 season
4: yep thank you for having me on thank you guys for being here
0: again Spanish River head flag football coach Drew Emler coach going into his eighth season at Spanish River was the Palm Beach post flag football coach of the year last season certainly going to be one of one of the candidates to do that again as he will have again his quarterback Gianna Pacitti and her two top receivers to her left and right her twin sister Alessandra AJ Pacitti and then Caitlin Ruiz talked about Gianna Christian must be nice people must be nice to be able to throw to your twin sister out there I mean what of a battery
3: connection, can you get there? You literally could not be closer. We've seen father son combinations in different sports. We've seen, of course, brother combinations in sports. But <laughs> twins, battery connection like
0: that—that's hard to conceptualize. I don't it have twins to do you. Doesn't? No, I do not. I have an older brother, but uh, no, we're, we're not. I don't think we're on the same page. Like Gianna and AJ are. AJ led the team with 94 catches last season. Also had 884 yards, five touchdowns, and eight interceptions on defense. That's the fun thing, Christian, is with flag football. All these players play both sides of the ball, so you really get you really get to see you know a a full you know gamut of skills out there you get to see players catch throw, pass, defend, rush the quarterback it's it's much more a, of a do it all uh, everybody 's got to be a little bit of a Swiss army knife out there
3: oh yeah, football is the ultimate team sport, but when you shrink the numbers down a little bit seven on seven and you have athletes like we 're going to see tonight and talk about tonight. One player can dominate a game,
0: both sides of the football, and that is electrifying to watch and talk about. Again, Cyrus Wittig, Christian Cat, out here at Olympic Heights Community High School in Boca Raton, Florida, making a little her story as we bring you the first-ever girls' flag football game on the ESPN West Palm Airwaves. It is, of course, how could it not be, our HSS Game of the Week And remember that HSS is ranked number one in the world for orthopedics, according to Newsweek. Now in Florida, accepting virtual and in-person appointments in West Palm Beach and Wellington. Visit them online at hss.edu. We will take a break and be back with more. Again, you are listening to High School Game Day on ESPN 106.3. You're listening
1: to ESPN West Palm High School Game Day. Presented by HSS Florida. Choose better, move better. Well, we're coming to your city.
0: Welcome back to High School Game Day presented by HSS here on ESPN 106.3 and the free ESPN app. Cyrus Wittig and Christian Cat out here at Olympic Heights Community High School making some history, making some her story, broadcasting the first ever girls' flag football game over the ESPN West Palm Airways. And joining us right now is the Olympic Heights flag football head coach, Paul Weiland. He's going to give us a little bit of a rules breakdown because, again, making the shift from tackle to flag football, some big differences. So, Coach, you, when you come out to a game, you know, there's... Fewer players on the field, the, the downs, downs and distances are a little bit different. Just kind of give us the overview of, of what you're going to be looking for as you switch from tackle again over to flag football.
2: Absolutely. Um, the number of players, as you said, is different. We play more of a seven-on-seven. Seven. The field is reduced in size. It's a total of eighty yards. Okay. And there is uh, three first downs. Every twenty yards, you have a chance to earn another set of first downs. So it's not like you know NFL or even high school where it's first and ten. You know, you have four downs to get past either the twenty, the forty, which is our midline, the twenty, and then get into the end zone.
0: So hypothetically, you could have again first in twenty or first in one. Really, absolutely. Okay. Yes. How does that how does that change the way you approach things and the way you call a game offensively and def- and defend the ball when you don't
2: have it? It changes everything. Um, we start the you know game or every possession from the fourteen yard line, so your first first down is always six yards away, assuming you don't get a penalty. So your play calls are sometimes a little more conservative or even you know a little bit bigger, so that you can try and strike large, knowing that six yards should be an easy. Pick up as we get closer to, let's say, you know, a second and three. You know, the the game calls really get different, and defensively, you really get worried as to what they might run. Is it going to be a direct snap? It really is kind of a chess game out there. And we spoke a little bit of offense, a little bit of defense, special teams wise. How are things a little bit different for Flag? It's mostly just punts and punt returns. <laughs> That's it as far as it goes. We're not doing any field goals. Um, and honestly, it's not something to be underestimated punts and punt returns happen pretty much all the time so you really got to get on your team to make sure they stay in their lanes just like you would anything else and um, hustle hard because pitches are an extra element in flag football that you don't see necessarily at the high school level this adds a whole nother dynamic of you know teamwork
0: so you kind of the pitches in terms of how you would normally see a a rugby game where you kind of got got players almost running the the double, triple, quadruple, quintuple option. But you also mentioned no field goals, and which means no extra points. So I think, I, I believe I read there's three different options when going for the uh, after the touchdown try. So you can go for one, two, or three. Walk us through those scenarios. That is
2: correct. If you go for one point, it's from the three-yard line. So it should be a fairly easy attempt, should be an easy point gained. If you go for two points, you're bumped back to the 10-yard line. And if you really need that three-pointer, you're going from the 20 all the way to get into the end zone. So hypothetically, you could
0: get a, a nine-point possession is possible with the six-point touchdown and then, again, the three-point 20-yard
2: conversion. Absolutely. It'd be tough to do, yeah. assuming the defense you know, does their job Uh, But absolutely, you can have some pretty big swings and changes in this game.
3: And then turnovers wise, interceptions, fumbles, are they different? Are the same? The tackle?
2: They are different um, a little bit. Interceptions are you know classic and typical. You get an interception, you know you're yelling at them to keep running and keep going and hopefully score. You know that pick six or whatnot. In terms of fumbles, it is very different. One, you can't even put your hands on the ball as a defender if it is in the possession of an offensive player. That automatically would be a penalty. So it's not like we can strip a ball. Mm-hmm. Second of all, if the ball hits the ground, it's dead right there at that position or that spot.
3: So that's got to uh, definitely encourage like those plays and punts pitching backwards you don't really have as much to lose if that pitch goes awry and goes out of bounds.
2: Yeah um, every now and then a pitch does get intercepted or picked off in and of itself but it really does encourage getting that extra you know player that ball and maybe getting that outside edge and you know going all the way.
0: Again here with Olympic Heights
2: Head flag football coach Paul
0: Weiland getting a little, a little bit of a breakdown between the difference in rules and regulations from tackle to flag football, and coach, obviously, you know, there's much less contact in the flag game, but you got 14 players running around full speed, a lot of moving parts. Contact is it's going to be an eventuality. How do how is that refereed? How much co- inadvertent contact is allowed versus somebody? you know, makes contact Uh, on purpose and and where do you go from there in terms of penalties?
2: Yeah, it is a tough one because it's kind of labeled or listed as a no-contact sport, but the reality is it's it's limited contact. You know, it is. Um, It's not encouraged depending on the position or the situation in terms of people rushing in or blockers for the quarterback. You have to stay within your body frame. You kind of, like basketball, have to have the position um, before the defender who's running in. You know, if there's contact there, they're going to call it. In terms of receivers and defensive backs you know there's no cushion space where you can actually put your hands on them so they would call things like that but the reality is you know contact's going to happen because these girls are athletic and you know they want it and you said you've been here for 70 years how has
3: flag football changed since you took over the helm at Olympic Heights?
2: Um, It's exploded just in the number of players, which is absolutely encouraging to see. And, you know, thank you guys for coming out because you're doing your part for this amazing sport. Um, And honestly, we've seen more and more talent. It's always been troublesome to compete with other spring sports, such as softball or, you know, girls lacrosse that's going on or track and field or, you know, tennis and all the things that are happening. So it is challenging to try and get a a group of, you know, good athletic girls that maybe even know the game a little bit. Um, when there's so many other sports going on. So it's nice to see the game get more popular where you're starting to see athletic girls choose this over some of those other sports.
0: Again, here with Olympic Heights head flag football coach Paul Weiland. Uh, Paul, I want to talk about about rushing the passer because, again, you mentioned seven players on the field. You have the quarterback, the center snapping the ball, and then five, I guess, skill players. Does the center is does the center become eligible or does she stay to block and how how does that how does that work?
2: That's up to the coach. Honestly, some people choose to leave the center to try and get in the way of the rusher just for maybe a moment or two. Others will absolutely send them out immediately and they are uh, eligible receiver. And a lot of times they get often forgot about or Mm -hmm. underlooked. So you know if you have a fast one like you know Spanish River does with AJ, um, you know you'll see her make a lot of plays. So the center is not just a snap and be done, but each coach does utilize them a little differently and with rushing the quarterback is it on the snap you can rush because I remember playing pickup football
0: when you're out at recess and everybody goes oh count to two Mississippi three Mississippi before you rush is it do you have to give the quarterback a certain amount of time or is it once you rush they can run or how does that work
2: ball moves we move right no hesitation there is a one yard neutral zone um you know you, you can't go into but no there's no five second count three second count you can send as many as you want I mean you have freedom out there
3: I have a question kind of relating to getting a program started. How is that recruiting pitch trying to get young uh, women, female athletes to play flag football? Because you kind of hear recruiting pitches for, let's say, wrestling coaches trying to get the best football players. Hey, we'll get you in shape for football season. We'll keep you in shape for football season. Uh, flag football-wise, you're, like you said, you're competing with softball with well-established sports that go back well beyond beyond the years that flag football even existed in the state of Florida, what's your type of recruiting
2: pitch? My type of pitch is just letting the girls that have already played go find their friends and just tell them how much fun this game really is. Um, so honestly, I don't have to do too much as long as I have a few girls and then they go out and find their friends who are maybe playing soccer as well or just they see someone who might be athletic because honestly it's the girls recruiting other girls with just the talent and they're the ones saying that, you know, guys, this is better than, you know, soccer that I play. Right. And it's very helpful now with NAIA collegiate football, girls flag football becoming um, in their third or fourth year now, um, starting to allow some opportunities for even scholarships to some schools. Yeah, one of those schools
0: nearby, Kaiser University, has one of the best flag football programs in the country, and they play a lot of teams that have top five programs. So if you're going to play flag football and get noticed, this is the place to be. Again, with Olympic Heights head flag football coach Paul Weiland, coach, talk about this this Lions, this Olympic Lions team a little bit. Uh, what are who are the players you're, you're really counting on to uh to really to make a big impact for you this season, who's who do we need to, to keep an eye on as we get ready to start the 2023
2: year? Oh, we need all our girls to stay healthy. <laughs> Unfortunately, we lost one at practice um, yesterday, and I'm hoping it's nothing too major because she is absolutely one of our stars, and that's Lindsay Austinoff. Um, but honestly, it all starts with our quarterback, Kylie Morrison. Um, she's in her second year now, so she's starting to learn the system and she's starting to find a little more comfort back there. And um, Last week she really impressed me with her, you know, reading as to what routes or receivers to go to. So we need just good decision making out of her. We must keep the ball on our side. We can't give River any, you know, easy ones.
3: Now, speaking with head coach Drew Imler from the Sharks, who you guys are taking on tonight, I kind of asked, frame of reference, different sports, a little bit easier to look at, college, look at pro film. It's all out there. He said, we've got to look at our own high schools. Like, you look at schools in Tampa, schools around the area. Who do you look at for film? Try to uh, discover new ideas for your own offense and defense. What do you look for?
2: Um, Honestly, I just go through the game tapes that we play. And then every now and then I'll go to a tournament that's usually hosted. So you can look at all levels. And, you know, those are usually up on YouTube or you can find at least some teams that videotaped. And um, luckily enough, I'm an official for flag football. So I'm kind of out at tournaments or other leagues. So all the time I see cool little play designs or little things that might, you know, catch my flair, a little creativity um, starts to kind of be created. So I'm fortunate in the fact that I just get to see this game all the time. And I know Drew may have even spoken. He's out visiting games literally every free month moment he has. So, you know, we definitely take, I think, from everyone, which is great for the sport and helps us all, you know, continue this chess match.
3: So you said you've been doing this for seven years. Have you ever ran a play that you learned from one coach while refereeing for them, while officiating for them and, <laughs> and ran it against them? Has that no, ever happened? I no? can't say
2: that's ever happened. Okay. Um, I definitely have taken a, a play or two from my brother, David Wyland, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's just between us. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapping things up with Olympic Heights head flag football
0: coach, Paul Weiland. coach. Again, very early in the season. How much of the playbook is installed at this point? How much more do you have to add, again, very early days?
2: I'm a big believer in slowing down the volume of the playbook to ensure that they're run correctly. So I'd say we're at maybe 40%. And you know, I'm just concerned that we run that 40% perfectly or as close to perfect as we possibly can. You really have to go into the playbook a little bit because some situations call for maybe a little bit of trickery or that deeper ball or that reverse or, you know, whatever the case may be. So you really do have to get into your playbook, but I'm at 40 and um, I'm just hoping they run it correctly.
0: Last question. And this is kind of a mix between the rule, the difference in rules and regulations and the way you practice. You know, you think about tackle football and tackle football team might only have two, maybe three two point conversion plays because they're unlikely to run more than that in a game. But again, you're doing you're you're have, you're going for two every time so how much so where a tackle football team might practice two point conversions once a week for 10 minutes. How much do you practice that stuff again? Cause it's such a common situation.
2: Um, well, it's common more for than even short yard right. um, first down plays. Cause honestly, if you're two or three yards out or even five yards out from a really important first down, you might be taking the same plays that you're going to take when it comes to get that extra point. So honestly it gets practiced quite a bit, but it's not specifically sure. just for that extra point moment. So yeah, we're always working on those, you know, high percentage plays when we need those guaranteed yards because, um, honestly, the first downs come first, and then we'll worry about that extra point when it happens. Excellent. Coach,
0: thank you so much for your time. Best of luck this and tonight. Best of luck the rest of the way this season. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. That was Olympic Heights head flag football coach Paul Weiland. He joined us before his Olympic Heights lines take on the Spanish River Sharks here. In about 25 minutes, Christian Catt and I will bring you the call right at 7 p.m., For now, we will take a break. Again, you are listening to ESPN High School Game Day on ESPN West Palm. You're listening to ESPN
1: West Palm High School Game Day, presented by HSS Florida. Choose better,
0: move better. Well, we're coming to your city. Welcome back. High School Game Day. Cyrus Wittig, Christian Cat coming to you live from Olympic Heights Community High School in Boca Raton, Florida. About 20 minutes away from the first-ever ESPN West Palm broadcast of high school girls' flag football. And it's very fitting that our final guest before we take you to the play-by-play is the first-ever four-year starter and four-year quarterback for the Spanish River Sharks flag football team, now coach for the Sharks, Coach Lindy Johnson. Coach, thanks so much for being with us. Just how cool is it to, to be back in the program Again, we said 20 years since the FHSAA made, this, uh, made flag football an official sport. Spanish River really started flag football down here in South Florida. How cool is it to be back in the fold with, with Spanish River flag football?
5: It's surreal. Uh, if you would have asked me this 23 years ago, when <laughs> I was a freshman in high school, I would not believe you that this is such a massive sport now, potential Olympic sport in 2028. So it, it's absolutely been a, a wild ride, and so awesome to see it from where it was to where it is now. So you
0: started playing, you know, back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Just, just take us back for a moment and talk about what it was like, you know, in in those early days of flag yeah. football. You know, did you, got, you guys have, because you guys have great jerseys now, and, and you looked the part, but. Was it a little makeshift back then?
5: I joke with the girls. It was like a horse-drawn carriage when I played. <laughs> the movies were in black and white. I mean, we had... It was a very simple, basic offense. We did not have all the bells and whistles uh, today. Definitely didn't have cute uniforms. Uh, we didn't look that good back then. Very baggy shorts and and big jerseys. But... Um, yeah, I mean, practically everything was different. It was more of an athlete game and not so much uh, like coaching and schemes. And it is, it's just like real football now um, where you need all those little details to succeed. And it's more of a system rather than putting the most athletic kids out there and giving them four plays and, and seeing what happens. So definitely a lot different.
0: Again, here with assistant head coach Lindy Johnson for the Spanish River flag football team. Coach, you get to work with one of the best quarterbacks maybe in the state of Florida, probably the country, Gianna Pacitti. You played quarterback for the Sharks. What's it like working with her? What What makes her so talented and so effective for Spanish River?
5: Oh, Gianna, I don't know where to start uh, with Gianna. She's just one of the most amazing girls I've ever met. Um, I can't even think of one word to describe her. She's She's the most coachable, resilient, um, just uplifting person on the field, and talented. Her arm strength rivals guys that I've seen and, and her accuracy. Um, she's, just, she's just incredible. And this is her year. I mean, it, it, it could have been and it should have been last year, but having the seniors we have back in the core and, and Gianna leading the helm, it's, it's just going to be unstoppable. Pretty hard to beat this year, I think.
3: Now, a lot of our listeners at ESPN West Palm, they've played football before. they played basketball, baseball. They might not have sat through a flag football practice. Walk me through a flag football practice, especially with a program like Spanish River, who has regimented. They have success. They know what they're doing for lack of a better word.
5: Sure. Well, well, Coach Drew is he's, – he's so, so good. He's like a scientist. Um, everything is down to a T. If he can't make a practice and I'm running it, it's like he'll tell me by the minute, by the second what to do. And he's right. Everything actually – hits that that second marker Um, so he's got a system and we go through the same thing kind of every time and it's about repetition and and practice makes perfection and I I really think that translates onto the game field uh, for games so It's warm-up, it's um, going through routes, it's flag-pulling. It's kind of all the basics, but just repetition, repetition. Uh, He makes it fun. We got him to get some music out there for some of the practices of the girls like that. But nothing beats game time.
0: Nothing beats game time. No. Coach, again, here with Lindy Johnson, assistant football coach with the Spanish River flag football team. Coach, I'm just curious. You know, you were kind of one of the the the, the founding fathers, as we call, it, or or I don't know, the founding mothers of flag football <laughs> down here. What do you think is the is the next step for this game in its spread in, in Florida and, and nationwide?
5: Well, I'd like to see it be offered um, in Division One colleges. Uh, girls that played for us last year got college scholarships, and and if UF and UNC and USC. Offered uh, flag football scholarships, they would be playing at schools like that. Mm-hmm. They're some of the best girls in the nation that might be on the Olympic squad in 2028 if that gets sanctioned. Um, so, so yeah, I think the future. I mean, it's just there's just so much more now. And and when I played, someone once asked me, you know, what do you want your future to be like in this sport? I was like, well, there is no future right. in the sport. And I was looking back at this scrapbook my dad made me. It was so crazy to see that and now see. Where it's going. So I'd say D1 scholarships um, at UF and all those schools and then and get it on the Olympic uh, slate. And, you know, there's so many young. It's a great sport for young girls. So many young girls are playing it. Um, We're taking a lot of these uh, star varsity soccer players and basketball players, and they actually prefer flag football. So. I think we just have to get the exposure out there and, and get it to be at the level where people will and parents will allow their kids to pursue it young.
0: I have to imagine it's a pretty easy recruiting pitch because it's there's not a lot of barriers of entry to the game. It's you know, with basketball you gotta be working on that jump shot from day one. With soccer, you're you're not most people aren't used to using their feet. Tackle football again, gotta learn how to tackle, gotta learn how to hit, things like that. But flag football, you know, if, if you can catch, if you're athletic, if you can make somebody miss, it's kinda like playing there's there's some you know there there are some parts of just playing tag at recess you yeah. know out there so what do you when you talk to a girl who's like I've never played flag is it easy to say hey I've watched you play soccer I've watched you play basketball you can play flag football
5: you could tell in 2 seconds watching an athlete play a sport and know if they're going to translate over to flag football so um, I helped out with the basketball team coached the girls varsity uh, basketball team at Spanish River this year as well, assistant coach and there were some girls that I were eyeing and I'm like you guys have to come out for flag couldn't, couldn't get them all out there but um, I could just tell it's, it's having that aggressive nature to be up, be able to go up and jump off your feet to go grab a ball, have good hands have good communication skills be fast, be able to move your hips we could teach you that <laughs>
3: I was just about to ask, what are you looking for in flag football players when you're kind of perusing, you're involved with the basketball team? Now, what's your recruiting pitch like? When you're talking to girls, maybe on the basketball team, i supposed to use that time for recruiting for football. <laughs> maybe when you're around the grounds of the school, seeing those athletes, what's your pitch to them?
5: You know, it's, it's a lot of what I did and how I came through the program at Spanish River and how all of that stuff helped get to me to where I am today and being a successful businesswoman in, in the real world. Um, but really just also helping to train in the off season. So soccer's done, basketball's done, like come hang with us. We will keep you in shape. Uh, you might learn a few new skills that will help you in your other respective sport. So it's, it's sort of just lead by example and kind of tell them my story and, and tell them how much fun it is. It is it's so fun. It's so much fun.
0: Again, wrapping things up with assistant fly football coach Lindy Johnson with the Spanish River Sharks. Uh, coach, you know, what do you feel like this team, again, went to the Final Four last season, first time ever in Spanish River Sharks history? I know you guys won some championships before it became an, an official FHSAA sport. What's the what does this thing this team need to do uh, this year in, in in order to get back to a Final Four and and maybe reach the top of the mountain?
5: Yeah, I think just trust the process, keep doing what we're doing, um, and it, just keep doing what we're doing. The, yeah. the girls all have the potential, and the system works. It, it was proven last year, and and we've got a great group of girls. A lot of the returning core members, and we filled some spots uh, from the graduating seniors. So just just going through the motions with being very serious and I've noticed a shift in how the girls are this year the captains are super serious um, they're great role models for the younger girls and we do have a, a younger team uh, on the varsity squad so just kind of again repetition and, and going through all the motions we we know will lead to success
3: and we talked about your great quarterback coming to this year Gianna you were you're a former quarterback yourself as we talked about it as well from from a coach's perspective, you have the quarterback perspective as well. How does that help you from day to day, game to game, practice to practice?
5: Oh, well, a quarterback can be in her head a lot, or his head a lot. So I, I think that's a big obstacle and, and challenge to work with. And I've been through it, and I know how you can get down on yourself after a few bad passes or a pick. So, Pachianna, like I said, is so resilient and so mature. I've noticed such a, a big maturity with her, uh, especially this past week year in the past few months in the off season, so she really doesn't need that much help just you know correcting throwing motions here and there not letting herself get down on herself is the biggest thing but she already does such a great job of that on her own so it's a privilege just to to be able to coach her and and hang with all these girls
0: coach we uh we got less than 10 minutes until uh, this game starts we've taken more than enough of your time thank you for being so generous best of luck tonight and best of luck the rest of the season Thanks for having me. Again, that was assistant coach for the Spanish River Sharks flag football team, Coach Lindy Johnson. She was the four-year starter, four-year quarterback for Spanish River back in the late 90s, early 2000s. So, again, so much history around this program, Christian. You got the the coach – Bill Massey back at Spanish River really started this thing back in the late 90s and you got the the quarterback of one of the first great teams really dynasties of girls flag football on the staff it's you think about the the teams in in other sports like the NFL kind of like the Green Bay Packers being you know the the the, the one of the Teams on the Mount Rushmore of classic teams, or in college basketball, everything you know, roads lead back to Kansas. You know, flag football, kind of the roads, the roads lead back to Spanish River.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And we talked about a lot in the last hour about how different flag football is to tackle football. But the more we talk about it, it's more of the same. When you build kind of a culture, and you just start, you just start. We talk about how across the state, certain counties just haven't begun their programs quite yet. When you jump the shark, when you get a program started early you might not have the results you might want in year one or two but you'll be thanking yourselves year 10 year 12 down the road like the spanish river team is doing
0: right now coach johnson was also our trusted voice and the trusted voice on high school game day is brought to you by TrustBridge. TrustBridge trust star program provides free grief support to children and teens throughout our community visit trustbridge.com for more information awesome to talk with coach emler Coach Wyland and Coach Johnson. Christian and I are going to wrap things up. We're in front of the stadium right now. We're going to head upstairs to the press box and bring you the play-by-play as we bring, we bring you Spanish River and Olympic Heights coming up at 7 p.m. Stay tuned. This is ESPN West Palm.